0: Welcome back to the big program. Eight o'clock in the city of champions as we welcome in our co host every Thursday from eight to ten former Oiler, former Flame, Ladislav Schmid. Laddie, all fired up and uh, just, uh, you've got to be ecstatic that your European boys pounded the Ryder Cup. Uh, good morning. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm very, very happy, yeah.
1: but uh, don't want to be. Don't want to be too cocky, you know. Yeah. I I told you so. Yes, you did. <laughs> yeah, I did. you, you I, did. I did. Yeah, Yeah, but,
0: you did. You did. Yeah, for I still sure. want
1: to be humble, you know. I'm just gonna stay on the well, ground. But
0: that buddy you were talking <laughs> to last week, uh, he said the Americans were gonna pound the Europeans, and you said not a
1: chance. Yeah, not a chance. Not and a I don't chance. even understand golf that much, but <laughs> yeah, like I said before, it's all about a team. So yes. obviously they couldn't put the egos aside. And.
0: Yeah, I mean, you here can't say it better than that. Can't yeah. say it better than that. Uh, time now for On The Mark, powered by Booster Juice. Download the new Booster Juice rewards app today to start earning berry points for delicious and nutritional smoothies, drinks, and food that will get you through the day as we uh, welcome in Mark Spector from Rogers Sportsnet. Uh, hey, Speck, we know that you have been bringing it. You've had electric stuff since we've gone on the air here for, well, 23 shows. However... You know what? Despite that, we're going to bring in Eric Francis from uh, Calgary for today. Is that okay with you or what?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's it, right? Take a guy out while he's hot, (laughs) 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 yeah. That seems to be the order of
0: the day these days. Yeah, I just thought that was kind of a, a neat way to bring <laughs> up what uh, we were all talking about last night at the rink, of course, with the the Blue Jays and stuff. But uh, we we've, we've kind of spent enough time on that. Uh, I mean, we uh, when we both uh, we kind of looked at that lineup last night. And we said, "Ah, this can be a long night for everyone to watch this game." You haven't said that. That was a great crowd last night, over eighteen thousand. Um, but what did you make? I guess I think maybe eight or nine max. NHL regulars for Calgary on opening night. If that, probably eight. I think by my count. So, uh, I mean, we kind of knew the outcome with what the Oilers were dressing. So, uh, what did you make of uh, the game last night?
2: Well, you know the outcome, but it's what's supposed to happen happened. Like when you play that game, you know. Remember, Edmonton went down to Calgary and played the exact same deal. Calgary yeah. had all their team, and Edmonton had the Bakersfield Condors, and uh, Edmonton won two one in that. In I think it was in overtime. Mm-hmm. So. That's disappointing when you're Calgary and that happens. Last night, I think the Flames had two shots on goal the second half of the hockey game. Yeah, uh, the final score is seven to two. The last few power plays, they started the B unit. You know, Edmonton did what they're supposed to do. all you can ask of the Oilers in that situation is to deliver. You know, the NHL team playing half of the Calgary Flames and half of the Calgary Wranglers. Uh, the guys in Edmonton did their job. Scored seven times.
0: Mark Spector, Ladislav Schmid on Sports fourteen forty. Laddie, you're just looking at that Calgary lineup. You played with one of those guys. Yeah, I don't
1: yeah. know where you're getting half of the Calgary Flames team, though. I, I think, said. I, 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 think, I think there's four or maybe okay. five regular. guys I, I
0: got eight. The guys that I circled on there, Laddie. There's eight that will be on the opening day lineup. Really? That's what I see.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. But I. The I doubt bottom eight. The bottom eight guys. Yeah. I, I. I'm not sure, four. man. Especially, oh. yeah, well, we'll see, I guess, but those yeah. are tough
0: games i mean how do you how would you play yeah, i like I'd, like? I'd,
1: I'd say there's like four or five guys that i guess should be or might be on on uh, on the roster for calgary, but yeah i i'm I'm happy that Edmonton made a statement, you know it mm-hmm. doesn't matter who who is there on who you know who's there on the other side, and you just you just go out there and do your business mm-hmm. they they proved that they were you know yeah right off the bat they were they were dominating the game um yeah, I know one of the, uh, I know two of the guys. Yeah. I know Adam Klapka. I played with him uh when he was a young guy in Czech. Uh and then Dan Wader. Yeah. Two I got to meet him through my through my buddy a little bit, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um it-
0: yeah, uh, Speck, so it. besides, you know, everyone was talking about the goal Lane Peterson scored and and he looked, you know, pretty good last night. But he had a shift in the first period. I don't know if, if you kind of noticed that shift. It was about with seven minutes left in the period. He had two big hits. One of them was almost maybe a hit from behind. Uh, they kind of let it go in the far corner where we were sitting, far right corner. Um, and then he had a, a nice setup. Uh, I think it was probably to Dylan Holloway, I'm pretty sure. Uh-huh. Um, but what did you think of Peterson's game last night?
2: Well, he's making a statement. You know, you like a guy that's on the bubble that brings everything he's got when this moment's there. there were, you know, Woodcroft said yesterday that we're running out of time to evaluate, and the guys that are in question, they got to show me something here. And, you know, Lane Peterson's, I mean, he can't show you more than he showed you last night. He mm-hmm. had a breakaway. He buried it. He threw the body around. Uh, you know, he made a couple plays, he was d- defensively responsible. I don't know how Lane Peterson plays any better than that. So he's leaving it up to the orders to make some decisions in terms of right, is this guy gonna be our fourth line center? You notice they played Yanmark at fourth line center last night, he was pretty mm-hmm. good. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that that tells me if you feel like you know, if the orders feel like maybe Yanmark can get them through at center, that means that you have that means you're thinking of keeping a winger like Levois. Right, instead of a centerman like Peterson. So, you know, there's a few things going on at the bottom of that roster, and there's one game left to figure them out, boys.
0: Yeah, it's it's a fluid situation, laddie.
1: Yeah, uh, for me, I would rather keep a centerman because you can always put centerman as a winger. You know, you cannot put winger as a centerman. I uh, yeah, I was a little little sad to see uh, Souther calling a calling a career. You know, it's uh, kind of unfortunate because uh, I. If he would be well and healthy, I I, I think he could he mm-hmm. could really help help the Oilers as a fourth-line sentiment, you know, so that kind of, you know, sucks. But it is what it is. But, yeah, if they're not sure, I would rather keep two sentiments, you know.
0: I just think the options, more options, the better. If Mark can yeah. fill in there, Derek yeah. Ryan in a pinch can fit yeah, in can, there. Yeah. I mean, you've got the opportunities to move certain guys around, even on that fourth line, and even dropping down from the third line. So, yeah. Um, well, you know, another guy, Gleason, again, he seems to be in the mix. As a guy, again, for a depth guy in the organization, Spec. I mean, there are still a lot of decisions to be made on the back end for exactly where they want to go in that direction.
2: Ah, there is and there isn't, right? Let's face it. The, I, the I, just, I just
0: mean I mean an organizational depth.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? for sure. Gleason's been better than anybody thought he was, for mm. sure. He's been really, really, really good. He may be the first guy getting called up when there's an mm. injury. Uh, and that's really as much as he could accomplish here. Guys, he, wh- he's not making this team. No, uh, no, no. Unless there's injuries. Yeah. Unless there's injuries, he's not making the team. Phil Kemp isn't making the team. But he had a fantastic camp, and he's still here. Like, what's Phil Kemp doing here still? Mm-hmm. Two days before, the, or one day before the last preseason game. He's not supposed to still be here, but he's been really, really good. So this is great for the orders organization, because when you get You know, let's fast forward to the end of the season when you get towards the playoffs and you call everybody up. uh, They've got guys that look like they can help you win. Yeah, I said... down there.
0: I said either between Neiman between Kemp, and between Gleason, all of those guys could see action this year in the big club. If they don't see action, that means the Oilers are having a fantastic year and are very healthy. But, Laddie, as you know... How many times do you see in a season? How many defensemen you got to go through because of the grind?
1: Ah, uh, man, it's a long season. You never know. Like it would be, it would be a very lucky season, and hopefully it is. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you need as much depth as as possible, especially if you want to push uh, deep in the playoffs. And yeah, so based on what what we saw uh, throughout the camp, like I, I think the Oilers are in a good position. The uh, you know, on defense. Uh, still Mm -hmm. they might be looking for you know defenseman at the trade deadline yeah you know uh for maybe a top four Mm -hmm. i would imagine but uh yeah like right now i'm i'm happy with the team
0: Kevin Carey's show on Sports 1440 with co-host Ladislav Schmid and On The Mark with Mark Spector. So, Spec, how or what or what do you look at for the last preseason roster lineup? Seattle's here Friday night, and after that, you got a few days off to kind of uh, take a breath and make your final decisions. Uh, what kind of roster do you think we'll see on Friday night?
2: Well, I don't think we'll see, you know, I, for instance, I bet you McDavid doesn't play. Okay. You know, does the power play look to you last night like they need another dress rehearsal? No. I don't really think so. Looked pretty good last night. Um, but who are they playing you know, to
0: again, right? I mean.
2: Sure. You know, you know they were they two for six last night, but the A unit didn't start the last couple. So to me, let's boil it down, guys. To me, it, it either 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 Lavoie or Peterson's making this team. Mm-hmm. One of them's going down. To me, that's where that's where we're at today. Mm-hmm. So Lavoie, you got to pass him through waivers. He's been pretty good. You know, he's a big six foot four winger. Showed that he can score a little bit. Uh, Peterson. You know what? He's a depth centerman. If you're asking me right now, this minute in this conversation, who I'm keeping? I'm keeping Lavoie because I've invested a lot yeah. in him, and I, I have a feeling he might get plucked up on waivers. I think and he gets picked
0: 100 percent without question. Right? He gets picked up.
2: Well, we always say that, and they usually don't get picked up. But this guy's, you know what? We've the Oilers have invested a lot in this guy, Laddie. They drafted yeah. him. They brought him along. He's finally at a point where he can help. Now you're gonna now you're gonna risk losing him. I don't know why you would do that.
1: Yeah, man, that's that's a tough one. Yeah, I I, I guess it 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 makes sense uh, to to keep him for the time being, but uh, still, you know, the 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 sentiment position is so key in the NHL. Um, yeah, it, that's a tough one. That's that's why I'm not the GM.
0: <laughs> but I, <laughs> I I look at it spec like I mean in this scenario that like Peterson's on a two year deal, right? He signed a two-year deal for seven seventy-five. Lavoie Perfect. took the QO. He's at eight seventy-four. He's got a UFA next year because he's he. That's what he did. He he bet on himself. If that's what you know, you want to call if he if the Oilers sent him down, he he is taken by Montreal in one second. In one second, he's off to Montreal. You have a crystal ball or something? No, I you don't predict
1: the future. I like, don't. Sorry, laddie, uh, but
0: yeah. Uh, I don't know, Spec. what do you think? I mean, you think that Montreal is a team that a big French Canadian kid that they're not going to take him?
2: Yeah, well, they're small and they have room for a guy that looks like he's got some scoring touch and he's Quebecois. So those three things tell me that if I'm running Montreal, I'm probably going to take him for sure. He's inexpensive. Mm-hmm, if he's, if you have to send him to the minors, eventually uh, he doesn't, you know, he comes right off your cap pretty much in the NHL. So, yeah, I would certainly think that a Montreal or an Ottawa would be interested in that player. Or let's face it, there's a bunch of teams out there that will take a six-foot-four winger yeah. who can score, man. Like <laughs> – uh, this isn't just you know. I think you can send. There's a group of guys, boys, that are gonna be that have been mm-hmm. going down and are gonna real. There's gonna be a huge glut of players in the next few days going down. So uh, all kinds of guys. Yeah. Is Lavoie gonna be one that slips through in the herd? I'm not sure. I don't think you would. Well, you,
1: you you always like look for a big guys who can skate who can mm-hmm. score, right? Like uh, some some of the GMs just love it. They don't even. Yeah, and, and nothing take, I don't want to take anything from him. He's a good player. Mm-hmm. But, like, they just look at the papers like, holy, yeah. he's big. He can, scale, he can score goal. Well. They're going to yeah, take yeah, him. No, yeah, yeah. he's, he's on our team.
0: I, I think he's gone. He's Someone's taken him for sure. So, uh, I guess, uh, spec when we, we were talking with uh, Jay Woodcroft uh, and he said open competition and goal, what did you see from Stuart Skinner last night? We assume, well, we know that uh, if that's the case, that uh, Jack Campbell's going to start on. Friday against Seattle, I mean, I think if Campbell comes out with a, a decent game, he's starting next Wednesday.
2: Well, he should be. He should be. Like, I didn't think Skinner, Skinner didn't do anything last night that made me walk out of the rink talking about him. You know, he wasn't, Terry wasn't mm-hmm. bad. No. Uh, this is a door off goal. You want to save on that. That's a long wrist shot from a defenseman that Daisy. he saw all the way, and it went in. So that wasn't, you know, let's uh, we're being cold-hearted yeah. here. But that's a save you need. You need that save. And so, and, if so, let me finish. Yeah, if yeah, if yeah. Campbell comes up with another nine eighty five save percentage and, and plays great and doesn't let in anything questionable on Friday night, I don't see how you can't start him on opening night in Vancouver.
0: Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Lenny. Yeah, I
1: I totally agree. Uh, Yesterday's Zadra's goal, and and again, like nothing against Skinner, but those. Gotta be safe, you know, especially in a close game, so you yeah. never know what's gonna happen. Um, you know, and that that just drains the energy right out of you, those goals. And
0: that was a nice goal by a big defenseman like you. Oh my god, it. yeah.
1: <laughs> I watched it several times on Instagram. <laughs> oh, no, but uh yeah, I I I thought that Campbell back to the playoffs. Like I I thought he deserved the shots too to to get mm-hmm. back in there in the playoffs, you know, and it didn't happen. I I think he's It's gonna probably play with the chip on his shoulder, and you know he's gonna try to prove everyone that he is the goalie this year. Hmm. No.
0: Well, Spec, I assume you're down at the rink, and then tomorrow night, uh, one more, one more, no more, as we used to call it. I'm gonna be there tomorrow. Oh, laddie's going. I'm gonna be there, guys. Oh, are you? are, Are you in the press box? or Are you in the stands? In the stands. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. Oh. I'm, I'm just a regular guy, a regular <laughs> Joe, <laughs> yeah. hanging out with my regular peeps.
0: <laughs> a regular Joe, Speck. Yeah, that's what we all think of laddie, <laughs> don't we? Uh, well, yeah, one more, no more, and then we're off to the real world next week. So, Speck, thanks for this. Uh, we will uh, chat with you tomorrow to tee up uh, the Oilers in uh, Seattle tomorrow night. Thanks for this. Thanks, Speck. All right, boys, have a good show. <laughs> all thanks, right, that is uh, On The Mark, energized by booster juice. Get the boost you need. At Booster Juice. Man, it's been a busy couple of days for old Frank Saravalli. He was at the Phillies game Tuesday night, laddie. Then Was what, yeah, he, eh? Yes, and then he was at the Board of Governors meeting. He's everywhere this Yesterday. Guy. Oh, my God. He, yeah, And guess where he's going to be right away? Yeah, he, Here. Right here. Yeah. He's like a ninja, eh? He just appears. <laughs> he's like a ninja. <laughs> Frank Saravalli coming up right after the break. Car- after the break, Carrier Shmeen on Sports 1440. All right, welcome back to the big program. Uh, Kevin Karius Show, Sports 1440 with Ladislav Schmied. Uh Let's check in with our headliner of the day, brought to you by Mr. Reuter. At uh, Mr. Reuter, they only employ the finest organic fed uh, free range plumbers. Uh, for all your plumbing needs, go to mrreuter.ca as we welcome in Frank Saravalli from Daily Faceoff. Uh, and in Philly. are you back in Philly, Frank? I am. Oh, man. Well, before we get to all the stuff that happened at the Board of Governors meeting, you went to the game on Tuesday. What was it like to see uh, the Phillies uh, win game one, and then obviously they won game two last night?
3: Absolutely electric. Name a better pro sports town. You can't do it. I, I, uh, I can't, yeah, I can't argue. I,
1: I can't argue either, hon.
3: It's so good. Like I just love playoff baseball. The, the energy, the vibe, the collective inhale and exhale of an entire stadium between pitches is mm-hmm. – there's really nothing like it, and I was afraid with the pitch clock that that mystique, the magic of that would be gone, mm-hmm. and it isn't. In fact, it kind of enhances it a little bit, so um, – I think next round is going to be tough, but I'm looking forward to it.
0: Uh, did you stay for the whole game? Because I mean, late starts again. You were talking about it even with that Eagles game.
3: Yeah, uh, walked out with the Phillies were up four to one. Walked out with one out in the ninth. Oh, got oh. back to the car and
0: got to beat way. the traffic. Beat the traffic. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> had, to, had to
3: clean up the the strewn beer cans around my car, but we <laughs> so you and you
0: tailgated Double. too, right, Frank?
3: Yeah, uh, Yep. a few parking lot beverages before the game.
0: Oh man. We're so jealous of okay. you, Frank. Unreal. Is it, drink and, it was drinking, it was twenty-four
3: degrees, <laughs> like perfect night, and it was it was great. Oh, Can't wait to do it next week.
0: Jealous. Yeah, we're jealous. And then, so how many hours sleep or what did you get before you headed on the the train to New York, or how'd that work?
3: Yeah, so quick uh, quick night, lots to do. Preview week is like always one of the busiest weeks of the year. So uh, lots going on with that. Did my show yesterday, mm-hmm. hopped in the car to New York, and was at the Board of Governors meeting in the afternoon and came back at night.
0: What's the biggest takeaway that you saw at the Board of Governors meeting, Frank?
3: So a lot of people latched on to the cap projection Mm -hmm. for 24 25 which is somewhere between 87 and 88 million but we already knew that was the case it's actually a formula of the uh, agreement that the nhl and the nhlpa have in place for me what was way more interesting was that when asked again about expansion gary bettman certainly didn't pour cold water on it Mm -hmm. and said essentially we're not there yet uh was more or less what the tone of of what he said was and it's it's not because they don't want to it's because the right perfect situation hasn't unfolded yet so i think it's you don't really have to squint you don't have to look too hard to see the nhl being a 33 or 34 team league in the not so distant future I, I I really and the they're waiting for the right arena the right owner the right market mm-hmm. so whoever can come in and check all of those boxes Is when we're going to have a thirty third or thirty fourth team because it's going to be too hard to say no. Uh Ottawa Senators selling for nine hundred and fifty million bucks. That means the next expansion fee. So five hundred for Vegas, six fifty for Seattle. The next expansion fee in the NHL starts with a B as in Mm -hmm. billion. Wow.
1: Um, How about take care of the Arizona mess first? (laughs) I, you know, was that mentioned at at all? Like for 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 me. It's an embarrassment that this is happening in the NHL. Can you imagine this happening in baseball or NFL or NBA? There is a team in NBA playing in a 5, in a 000. stadium of five thousand for five thousand people. Like I, I still can't wrap my head around that. Like, what is going on?
3: So, Gary Bettman mentioned that essentially they have until February to figure this out, uh-huh. and if they don't. Um, then they're going to be in a spot where they have to make a decision, I think. Mm-hmm. They're, they've got pedal to the floor trying to get something done. I'm with you. When you get kicked out of your arena because you don't pay your bills, <laughs> and then in, in the place that you want to build an arena, which you say is of no cost to the taxpayers, and they vote no yeah. because they don't care about hockey, doesn't that tell you something? Like To me, it does. I think there's just been, I'm actually a believer in the market in Phoenix, Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
3: but I think this franchise specifically is so maligned. There's so much bad energy. There's so much losing. There's too many owners. There's never been stability. You got to get them out of there. And in three years, five years, whatever, just look at Minnesota. Their team left to, be, to go to Dallas in, what was it, 93? Mm-hmm. By 98, 99, they had a new team again. Mm-hmm. And things have worked fine since. Sometimes you need to punt and move on, and that's what I think the situation is in Arizona. But to answer your question, Laddie, he was specifically asked, the commissioner, are you waiting on expansion until you can figure out this Arizona situation? He mm-hmm. said, no, these two are not related. Okay. I don't know if that's necessarily really the truth, but we'll see.
0: Yeah. So with, with everything in, I guess it's Tempe. Let's call it Tempe, the uh, entertainment district, similar to what we have in in Edmonton here, Frank. So um, if this doesn't work out by February, as Commissioner Bettman said, so if they move this team and then Tempe's
3: dead, just so you know. Okay. Well, it's like it's, it's never coming back. But so then what? They're, they're, they're looking they're, somewhere else. They're looking at like. Um, Potential uh, Native American reservations, but they can't go that route again.
0: Right. This is what we've been trying to say: is like
3: you, you you, now you're trying to just wedge it in somewhere, and you're running into the same issue that you ran into back in Glendale, which is if you're not putting the team where the actual fan population base lives, Mm -hmm. then you're swimming upstream regardless.
1: Yeah, it's it's like I still can't believe. Like you, you get drafted to the NHL. And your first day, first day of NHL is in a 5,000-seat arena. like Mullet um, arena. Sorry, guys. Yes.
0: Mullet arena. Uh, so, uh, so, Laddie,
3: that- why do you think that with the first two picks that the Coyotes had in the draft, hmm. 6 and 12, they went with two Russians? <laughs> two guys that probably aren't going to give you a hard time, probably are pretty thrilled to be in the league. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I man, uh. I can agree more. It's like honestly, I've been thinking about this for a long time now, and like I I can't believe this is what year two, year three of yep, this year two, year, two. year two, yeah,
0: because they didn't have the dressing rooms ready to start the. I, I just I just think it's
1: I think it's embarrassing for the NHL to let this happen, the, let like let this happen and and keep happening. You know, it's. Like I am I'm, I'm glad he said they they have till February. And if nothing's going on, then what? Then they gonna he's gonna force them to relocate or?
3: Yes, because yeah. here's the other part of this that no one really says too loud. The, the other owners hate this.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Because their they're a revenue suck. F- they f- and they're footing the bill, what right? They should to the yeah. table. Yeah. So not only are they taking money as part of the revenue share, they're not putting enough into the pot. Yeah. because their arena is so small. And, and they're saying, oh, well, we actually produced more revenue than the previous season because our ticket prices were higher because the building's smaller. Okay, but yeah, you're missing out on all these other ancillary revenues, suites mm-hmm. and parking and all these concessions. It all adds up. It all mm-hmm. means something. It all goes into the pot. There's 20 or I should say 31 other owners now that are saying, well, hold on a second. We can withstand this for one year, three years, whatever it might be, but we we're not playing for an unterminable period of time in in a four thousand seat college arena. We're just mm-hmm. not doing it.
0: Yeah, Frank Cervalli is our uh, daily headliner on Sports fourteen forty. Kevin Carey, along with our co host on Thursdays, Ladislav Schmid. Uh, where did the commissioner stand on the possibility of the Olympics coming back soon, Frank?
3: <laughs> Nothing new there. No real update, and I've said this oh. before. I think it's the biggest stain on Gary oh. Bettman's tenure and also Don Fear as as head of the NHL Players Association that we are going to have Connor McDavid be at least twenty eight years old before mm-hmm. he can put on a Team Canada sweater in best on best competition, like. Blows your mind. Absolutely blows your mind that that's the case. And I'll just read you his quote. Um, And this is about the 2025, the potential of a 2025 World Cup and then the 2026 Winter Olympics. He said, I think, you know, the world complexity is still an issue. And obviously there he's referring to Russia being a hockey power and their unprovoked attack on Ukraine. He said, but we are, we are focused on wanting to do something for 2025, and hopefully we will, and we are still working with the PA, the IHF, the IOC for the Olympics. We know the players want to go, and here's, this is what they always say, but the IHF and the IOC have to make that work, a.k.a. we want concessions, we want you to pay for stuff to disrupt our season. I shrug. Here we are. You could have done a 2024 World Cup of hockey if you actually could make a hardline stand on Russia and say you're out. Yeah. Hmm. But they can't do it. Because all of a sudden the tournament becomes less interesting because you have only so many legitimate hockey powers that can really compete. It's a tough spot to put everyone in, but make a hard-line decision.
0: So, Laddie, you just went bananas here again because oh. you've been talking about this for a long time.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> it's the best tournament in the world. It's got, there's so much tradition. And like you said, you have McDavid. You have all these superstars that everybody's dying to see on the biggest stage. Like, sorry, World Cup is a made-up tournament. There is a lot of tradition behind Olympics. Everybody wants to represent their country at the Olympic stage. Like I, I was fortunate enough. I was there when the NHL players were, and there is nothing better to put that mm-hmm. national team jersey over your shoulders. Nothing better. This is this is like I, I get there is money talk, all of that disrupting the season and all all that kind of. Crap! It just um, means
3: they have their hand out. What are yeah, you doing for us?
1: But yeah, I, I get it. Like I, I just, I'm gonna have to do research. What, what does soccer do when they stop? When, when there was, uh, when there was a World Cup and all the it, leagues, all the leagues had to
0: stop. Well, the difference is, let's say it's like basketball. So basketball, instead, they played in the opposite Olympics, right? Yeah. You know, so it's different that hockey has to stop in the middle of its season, right? Uh, the
1: soccer had to stop this year too because no, Qatar. Qatar well it was it was it different. Difference
0: too. they they change it because of the weather. Yeah, Qatar. but it doesn't matter. They had to stop it anyways. So you mentioned NBA. So they just do it on the other Olympics. Yeah. So they bring it in. I don't know. Maybe the maybe there's an option, Frank. They could do it in in the summer Olympics. I don't know.
3: Here's I mean, the truth. They wouldn't have any problem pausing their season if it meant financial gain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just upset because the IOC takes all the profit from it and they don't even get to be a partner they don't get to advertise it they don't get any video rights from it they can't use the highlights there's a reason why we never see the golden goal hardly ever in a highlight is because no one owns it except for the ioc so um the i think it's a real simple equation show the nhl the money and they're like they'll roll out the red carpet for you they're (laughs) mad that the ioc doesn't do that and wants to take their best players and subject them to potential injury and disrupt their season for three weeks. Really, problematically, at a time when in the U.S., mm-hmm. the Super Bowl just ended. And its I call it like National Hockey Month here. Right. Because all of a sudden, you've got this period of time between spring training starting and the Super Bowl ending that it's like, oh, man, we need something to pay attention to yep. here. We're going to watch hockey. Mm-hmm. Can you, and the league doesn't like that you're breaking that up.
0: Yeah. Hey, Frank, do you think there's any possibility of the Players Association f- pushing or forcing anyone's or all parties' hands here?
3: They can't. Yeah. It's a joint negotiation and it's written into the collective bargaining agreement. All the, they could have forced it in negotiation. That's what I mean. Yeah. But they didn't. And they were willing to instead accept basically a document from the nhl that says we will try Hmm. okay yeah i mean i'm gonna try to lose weight
1: (laughs) yeah i I probably
3: won't but i'm gonna try
1: it's a shame it's it's honestly a shame like it's yeah i guess the money talks again right uh i i just wonder if is there any dialogue between the nhl and ioc at at all or any negotiations, or how far yeah. it went, and then they stopped talking. I, I, I wonder if if they, they I, I, I imagine IOC would be happy to, you know, to to get the the NHL players back. It would the ratings would be through the roof. Like let's be honest, it's like,
3: also the premier sport at the yeah. It, it, that's like, that, like that was my biggest... point.
1: Yeah, there's, there's so nothing better.
3: There they are interested and they're willing to pay for travel and accommodations and things like that but they're not willing to give the NHL anything beyond that. I'm more curious from your perspective when it comes to the, you know, to the World Cup as as a proud Czech guy, like how do you
1: Probably. How do you
3: handle the Russia situation?
1: <sighs> That's a tough one. Like the the last World Cup they put like a team Europe. Is Czech even going to have team at the world cup or are they, they are we well yeah. y- yes but we, so it's sad to say for me but we are not the powerhouse that, that we once was mm-hmm. we once were so i i wonder if <laughs> we might be part of europe it, it's honestly can't do that
3: they can't do that again well i
1: well, i i, I north hope north
3: america as fun as it was and team europe it was, it was a bad situation i
1: i know man like and that, that, was, that was my point the tournament yeah that that was my point like you know, you at the Olympics you have your own country, right? Like you're proud to represent your country. It brings the best value. Like World Cup all those two teams didn't make much sense. It was fun. Like the North American team was like really fun to watch. But
2: I'm gonna put you
3: on the spot here. Okay. So if you were to if the NHL were to take what I would say is the weenie stance and say we're going to have a team russia that's not called team russia essentially all the players get to come together from that country be a team in the tournament but we're going to make them wear a shirt that's red white and blue that doesn't say russia would you be okay with that
0: see i i they've done this in other competitions before Frank. yeah they've done this in the olympics they've done it you know team unified things like that right so
3: like (laughs) i'm not okay with it
1: it's yeah it's I guess, man, that's that's so hard. Even though, like, most of the guys from well, most of the guys, some of the guys, you know, stood up and they they said publicly, like, yeah, we well, saw I'm,
3: Nikita Zadorov. Yeah,
1: I, I'm just looking at 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 the Calgary Flames lineup and Nikita Zadorov. It's you know, but man, I, it,
3: it, do you punish the players who may not have been obviously directly involved in? In this, it's it's a tough question,
2: it is and tough that's question. what the
3: NHL is wrestling with: is we've got essentially a few months to figure this out. It doesn't seem like this unprovoked attack and war is ending.
1: No, it's. I don't think it's. It is, man. Until
3: it does, I don't like. I just don't. I don't see the NHL putting a stake in the ground, but that's just my personal opinion. They don't. I don't think they like either side of it. They I... don't like supporting. Russia, but they obviously don't like taking away an opportunity for their players who are their constituents and their, you know, sort of especially from an NHL PA side, mm-hmm. these are your union members, taking an ability uh, away from them to participate.
0: So, Frank, that kind of gets back when I asked about the PA in a roundabout question. So what's going to happen this week when, you know, all the, <laughs> the, um, the fallout from these questions that we're talking about and we go into the dressing rooms and everyone has asked, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettle here and then all across Canada and the United States, all the qu- questions are asked to the players, where, what's your stance? Where are you at with the Olympics? What do you want to do? Uh, what did you think of what Gary Bettman said? What do you think about Russia? Every one of them is just going to say, well, we want to play. We want to play. and Get it done. I think no...
3: there's a, I think there's an important part of this game that can't be translated to a spreadsheet, a bottom line, a bank account, that the fabric of the game and the spirit of the game relies on That Mm -hmm. I think you have to participate Get it done I don't want to hear any excuses Mm. I don't want to hear about This is a six and a half billion dollar league Like it's, it's We're talking about 13 days of competition They've done it before They can do it again And I don't care if it doesn't directly translate The only way to actually grow this game worldwide Is to put people's eyeballs in front of it
0: Mm -hmm. And if you
3: don't show up You can't do it
0: Having said that The NHL loved going to Salt Lake Didn't like going to Torino it's that of course, simple. and
3: now it's in Milan. Yeah. So, yeah. they hated the idea of going to South Korea, and they hated the idea of going to China. Yeah. Time zone wise, it didn't line up. Yeah, yeah. they it, didn't even really love Sochi, uh, no, because of the time zone.
0: Hey, uh, Frank, we kept you way too long. We could probably talk about this all day, <laughs> but man, we're we're getting into some he- heavy conversation for sure over this. But I, I was sweating actually.
1: <laughs> but it, but that's like with the that's Russia.
3: What makes it, I, that's what makes it fun. That's yeah. good radio. Yeah,
1: with Russia, it's a. I, Kind of loose loose situation you're gonna you know gonna make everybody happy right mm-hmm. somebody's gonna be really pissed off but mm-hmm. that's what it is hey, you, you gotta guess. hey that's why they get the uh, you know get the big bucks right yeah. they have to make the tough decisions
0: well uh, hey Frank uh, thanks for this I know you'll be watching uh, I guess game number one Braves and Phillies on uh, Saturday.
3: Can't wait. All have right. a good weekend, guys.
0: Thanks, Frank. Yeah, good have luck. a great weekend. That's uh, Frank Saravalli, our headliner of the day for Mr. Reuter. There's a reason they call him Mr. For all your plumbing needs, you can go to Ca. Tons of texts coming in over this conversation. Uh, we'll get to those and a whole lot more with Ladislav Schmid on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440 right after the break. All right. Welcome back to the big program, 842. Uh, lots of texts coming in regarding, um, well, expansion, Olympics. Um, Cousin Colin just sends one in a great conversation with Frank. I side with the owners, share some of the money and cover the insurance. Something is better than nothing, IOC. Your precious Olympics are steadily headed into the ground as it is. Now, that is a fair comment because if you see what goes on to bid on the Olympics, people pull out, cities pull out, committees pull out, then I, I think I was just... Use the Summer Olympics for an example, what happened in Greece. I mean, they spent billions and billions of dollars to get uh, Athens and area in Greece ready for the Olympics. It was a total disaster from when they accepted the bid and were awarded the bid to where they started the construction of all the facilities. Then for the government to basically go bankrupt, the country to go bankrupt, to see where the facilities are now. Um I don't know. You go to Calgary lots. He played there, Laddie. When you see even all of the, the facilities at Can Olympic Park, lots of money has been spent to keep those facilities going since 1988. This is a big, big business to put on the Olympics. So, I mean, I think a lot. And I, I'm one of the guys that I think that the Olympics should only be in maybe three or four cities, and then they just keep rotating them. Don't bid on them. Have have uh, the Olympics say If you're going to have them In North America Pick your spot mm. And got them in Europe And figure out What you're going to do Between summer and winter But um, As a player This is the ga- This is the The exposure This is the, the tournament you want to You want to be in Oh for I sure I mean Can you compare Like okay You were in three world juniors Where were those held?
1: Um, Helsinki uh, Grand Forks uh, In the yeah, states North Dakota And, yeah, yeah. and then uh, Kamloops, Kelowna And Vancouver okay.
0: And you're seven. You
1: are 7 can not compare. Can't compare. No, no. Can't but compare. I mean,
0: I'm just trying to put something in perspective of the experience that you had as a young man oh. to where now this is what all these athletes train for four years. But again, NHL guys, it's it's technically a little away from them. Yeah. Um, but it's, I mean, it's
1: different. It's it's different. Like it's totally different, right? Like yeah. hockey, you. Y- if you're in the NHL, you're playing for a Stanley Cup every year, mm-hmm. so that's that's the big one. But still, like all these guys in the NHL, all the biggest superstars, they all every get, one of them says, "Everyone says I want to be at the Olympics." You know,
0: yeah. and you can see like when when Connor McDavid gets asked this question, like you can see the frustration on his face. You can see it on er, like everyone, like Leon Dreis, all these guys that haven't had this opportunity.
1: Yeah, and like we are we are wasting the best years of the best player ever played. And nothing against Wayne Gretzky. Like, Mm -hmm. Wayne Gretzky was, like, obviously, but as of now, the talent-wise, and, you know, McDavid is, like... For for me, at least, it is. Uh, He's the best player, and we are wasting the best years of his. So now, like, what he's going to play when he's like 34 (laughs) 40 (laughs) he'll be they'll be thinking about
0: him for the shootout like a Gretzky and Nagano yeah and now we have
1: Bedard too and like again uh, man and it would be nice to see one last one last time Sidney Crosby in the Canadian Mm -hmm. jersey right like I don't even cheer for Canada boo Boo, boo, you know I'm a Czech guy but uh, no but it would be it would be nice to see guys like that Nathan McKinnon you know Sidney Crosby Connor McDavid, like my God, could you imagine the team Canada would be ridiculous? Well, it, it would be.
0: <laughs> I mean, they they play the same position a lot of the time, but I think you could have a little bit of a move around. But Nathan McKinnon Connor McDavid on a line,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it would be like uh, playing NHL 23 the cheat codes, <laughs> it wouldn't be fair. No, oh, it's yeah, and uh, I
0: I think it's it's. It's it's sad. It's yeah. sad for fans. Yeah. Um and th- this is another uh, text just came in and it's it's true. Um Kevin, IOC and Olympics are corrupt. See soccer. It, it, man, like it's
1: I was just going to say it's all uh, it's old boys club there. Mm-hmm. I don't want to call them uh, yeah, I called them I think dinosaurs before. It's just yeah, it's all about the money for them. There's I I don't I don't think there is a thought of like growing the sport or, you know, that's, that's second to the money. And I, and I guess it's still a business, but you know, at some point you're trying to grow Olympics. Like everybody's excited, especially, well, you know, in North America for hockey. It's Mm -hmm. the best sport at the winter
0: Olympics. There's nothing better. I I can only say that, you know, in 1998, I uh, I can you see it
1: Czech Republic <laughs> when they claim when they claim the victory yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah thank you well, <laughs> so those guys are legends they for sure those, those guys are legends in, in Czech okay. honestly
0: so you're just a young kid watching that right yeah Um. obviously Dominic Hashik, you're watching and you're going this is my hero it, it, he was out of
1: this world at the, at the yeah. tournament it was ridiculous what he was doing um, the whole country stopped I'm telling you There's nothing like that The mm-hmm. whole country stopped
0: Well how did it work then So they, they took the plane back All the way They were supposed to come back Right They were supposed yeah. to come back To North America yeah, right
1: But they went to check They went to check for the party And they were Absolutely <laughs> annihilated I think some guys can Couldn't even make it Down the stairs From the from the plane And then they were Greeted by Like the full all, I think it was uh, Old Town Square Yeah, yeah. And it was ridiculous. The People are hanging off the trees, lamps. Like it was, it was crazy. I, we've we've never seen anything no. like it. But world championships when we won it, but it wasn't the same. This was this was like, this was crazy. We we still rewatch the tournament in mm-hmm. Czech once in a while. It's uh, yeah. Those guys are gonna be forever forever legends for us, you know, and, and role models.
0: Jaroslav Spachek.
1: Oh, Yarrow. Yeah. yeah, I know Yarrow. So yeah, he was he was uh, he played here, yeah. yeah he, played he played here. here in was an 06 Cup run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hell of a guy. He was a really, really good
0: hockey player. He's got a son. Mm-hmm. Y- yes, he does. Yeah, yes, yeah. Um, he's, he's drafted. A guy that you probably ran into lots. Roman Hammerlick. Roman Hammerlick, yes, uh, played here too. Peter Svoboda,
1: yeah, Peter. He scored a golden goal, and I know him. He's a he's an agent now. Mm-hmm. Jager Straka. Uh, Joe Baranic played here too. Joe Baranic, yeah. I, I played against him in Czech League when I was like 17, 18, and I was terrified of him. So, um, another young guy on the team, Milan Heyduk. Oh, my. Th- that guy was so smooth. And what
0: a shot. <sighs> he scored 50.
1: Yeah. He won, he won the Rocker Richard, I think, that year. Uh, with 50 goals for Colorado. But but he was pretty underrated. Like nobody really ever talked about him, but he had a great shot.
0: So let me throw this at you. And okay, it was a shootout against Canada, but still lots of, lots to go yet in the tournament. But how can you compare this to what we were talking about last week with the Ryder Cup? This is a team. You You come together as a team and for some reason everything gels quickly. Just like Europe in Ryder Cup, this gelled quickly, and it, it seems it happens a lot more with European teams. I don't know why, um, but would you kind of comment on that, and do you agree with that?
1: So you want me to compare the, the Na- Nagano? Well, well I, I want you. So I talked to the guys. Yeah. They won the Nagano tournament, and it was about the team. We, we didn't have the best team. Mm-hmm. Canada, Canada, U.S. They but were, you had Hasek. We had Hashik, but the guys in front of him, they would do anything. Right. Anything and the team chemistry was really good, as you could see after in the celebrations. Some <laughs> of the guys couldn't even stand, but yeah. With the Ryder Cup, <coughs> it's a excuse me. Yeah, it it's a short period of tournament, and obviously, it it matters your current form, right? Mm-hmm. Like how you're playing right now. But the big thing is we talked about it. It's a team. Yep. this is the team, and there was some of the guys cannot play within the team. There's egos. Mm-hmm. There's egos. And and I guess I, I don't want to say that that was the case with the U.S., but I, I guess Europe was a little bit better at playing as a team, and they showed it right off the bat day one. Mm-hmm. They they showed up for a day one right away, and basically that, you know. That yep. <laughs>
0: um. They basically won the, won the Ryder Cup on day one. I, well, Whatever so, it is. But I'm, I, I guess my angle there was, Laddie, about the 98 Czech team. You said, they, they said, you know what? We're taking the plane back to Czech. We're not going from Nagano no. to wherever, Los Angeles, wherever the closest airport was. I don't know. No. Uh, and then disperse from there. No, no we're going to make a pit stop.
1: Yeah, because, because the fans deserved it. Yeah. And they, they knew that they were representing them. At the tournament, and I loved it, man. I loved it. It was, it was, uh, me. <laughs> it was, it's you cannot even describe it. What was how, happening? So
0: how old were you then? Ninety-eight. So 98?
1: Yeah, ninety-eight. I was twelve. Twelve. Yeah. So I you was twelve was well, so, so I wouldn't be drinking. Obviously, no, no, yeah. We
0: but well, mind you, that that story you told me about <laughs> yeah. the Czech bar one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they well, I was like
1: two two years <laughs> away from drinking, but I know people. Weren't going to, to work for like a week They were celebrating, bars were open 24-7 mm-hmm. It was nuts
0: Well, it's like the World Cup celebration we saw too I mean, that's yeah. what these, the fans get behind it so much
1: it's, it's a religion, Yeah, honestly Like Argentina winning it, right? Like it's, th- that's, that's all they have, soccer Well,
0: um, yeah, uh, Latvia World Cup of Hockey Not World Cup, World Championship, World Championship, sorry I mean, look at how many people went down to the, the square there in Latvia, yeah. in Riga that it's great that, Because that's every, that's all they have yeah. They
1: take so much pride
0: in that um, Klaus from Beaumont says I agree Carous Just uh, have it on a rotation So that countries that invest In infrastructure Can reuse it every 10 to 12 years uh, so they have five, six host countries, or split up Olympics across the world with today's digital uh, capabilities. Some time zones be damned, as you would have to have sports on for two weeks, twenty four seven. The burden is spread. Out. I, I, I'd rather have it in one spot. Right. I don't. I don't want to because it's again, it's the, the the athlete that is experienced the whole games. You know, I for me, at the end of the day,
1: it comes to what do you care for. And I, I feel like there is a lot of egos on mm-hmm. each side, and it's like it's it's a no. We have a power. No, I want to have power, and the sports, the the sport, and the fans get lost. Mm-hmm. It does, it's it's a it's a power it, struggle.
0: And you know, between IOC, IIHF, mm-hmm. yeah. NHL, we've been talking about that power struggle, and then we've got into the politics. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts in this conversation. Yeah, uh, it's, one quick uh, note, just remove the politics from hockey that comes from Sean D. These uh, Russian players shouldn't be punished yeah. for issues that they have no uh, involvement in. Uh, we're going to pump the brakes here and at the top of the hour we will hook up with Patrick Johnston from the province and the Vancouver Sun covering the uh, Canucks. Uh, that's coming up at uh, 9 o'clock with Carius and Schmid. First off, uh, sports update brought to you by Cattail Crossing. Enjoy half-price golf Monday to Thursday. Elevate your game without emptying your wallet. Book your tea time today catdalecrossing.ca. Here is the duke